Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Friday, April 28th, 2023. This is Shannon, and tonight I am here with Brooke, Melissa, and Natalia, and we are talking about books centered around reality TV. There are so many of these. We could do like a few episodes of this. So we've got food TV, we've got dating TV, um... There's one book I thought about doing that's like a, like an HGTV kind of thing, um, a home improvement one, and then cool. I didn't end up, and then I didn't end up uh, picking it. But next time, so let's get started with the usual housekeeping information. Then, just to keep it different, Natalia will start us off, followed by Melissa, Brooke. And then me, and maybe the Siamese in the background will also um, <laughs> or have some wisdom for us. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Book Bistro Podcast. Once there, you can post to our timeline. You can also message us privately. If you want a more social interaction, you can join our Facebook listener group, which is pretty quiet at the moment, though we are looking at some ways of possibly revamping it. If Facebook is not your thing and you still would like to hang out with us, check us out on our WhatsApp group. You can subscribe to that either by messaging us through Facebook or by sending us an email and one of us will be happy to add you. If you're looking to get a hold of us via email, you can do that by contacting the Book Bistro Podcast at gmail.com. My first book tonight is actually, it was recommended to me by our dear Fuggleman, Shannon. And it is a new author to me. And the only book I believe by this author I've read, and it is called Accidentally Engaged by Farah Heron. And um, yes, this book, why did you recommend this to me? Because I read the the marriage game and I loved it so much. I'm like, oh, I want a book kind of like this. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And oh my God. And, and it's the same narrator who is spectacular. Don't ask me her name. I don't remember. Samilan and Connie. Samilan and Connie. Yeah. Oh, she's just so, she could read me the phone book. Seriously. I, I, I just adore her. So this book is about Rena. And Rena is single and she's kind of frustrated because she well she doesn't like anything about her life where our story starts she doesn't like being single she doesn't like her career and she doesn't like that her family inserts themselves in every single detail of her life now what she really likes is sourdough bread and Rena does something I had never heard of before when uh, until I read this book, which is care for sourdough starters. Like she literally maintains starters for different kinds of sourdough bread. And I actually mm-hmm. really like sourdough bread. Real. I, I mean, reading uh, this book about all these breads made me want bread. And I, I'm not a bread lover, but I do love sourdough. And well, bread. I know a all lot of people bread, do. All I'm the in the minority. I'm all about the potatoes. Give me the potatoes everywhere, anywhere, anyhow. <laughs> Literally, like that is my jam. But uh, you know, maintaining her sourdough starters, Rena drowns out all the things that she hates about her life. At least until her father moves his newest employee across the hall from her, hoping that Rena will finally marry him. But what happens is that Nadim's not like any of the other Muslim bachelors that her family has dug up for her to be with. 
So if the Captain America body and British accent were not enough, the man appears to love eating Rena's bread creations as much as she loves making them. But the problem is that she sure is not going to marry a man who worked for her father, especially if he was hired for the purpose of marrying her. But friendship with a neighbor is fine, right? And mm-hmm. well, eventually Rena's career takes a nosedive. So she agrees to fake an engagement just so that they can enter a couple's video cooking contest to win the artisan bread course of Rena's dreams. Yet, as cooking together brings them closer, things become physical. But Rena's not worried because she knows Nadim's keeping secrets. And it's fine. Secrets are always on the menu where her family's concerned. And her heart is protected. She's not married the ma- marrying the man, right? But even secrets kept for self-preservation have a way of getting out, especially when meddling parents and gossiping families are involved. And, of course, uh, yes. viral videos, which are the world's catnip these days. So if you want to know how Rina and Nadim's story turns out, and, of course, hear how interesting it is for a couple that's not actually a couple to record a couple videos for a reality contest. You need to pick up Accidentally Engaged by Farah Heron, which is absolutely delightful, delightful. Everything she writes is it's good, just incredible. Right. My first book is called America's Favorite Couple, and it's by Renee Darcy. So Casey is the main character. She is single. She's a mom. She has a career, but something's missing. She wants to be in love again. Her son is nine years old, and it's been a long time since she had someone in her life. So she decides to join this reality TV show called America's Favorite Couple. In this show, there's 15 women and 15 men, and they're put into a mansion, and they have to go through all these challenges. Well, out of the 15 men, one is Casey's old flame, and one is the guy who she thinks got away and feels like he got away. The old flame may be the father of her child. Then there's a third man, which she is really attracted to. And so that begins the story. Will she choose the old flame? Or would she choose the one that got away? Or will she choose this new single dad? The book is called America's Favorite Couple by Renee Darcy. And I enjoyed it. I really did. (laughs) So what would you call that? Like three. It's reality TV romance. No, no. I mean, like when, you know, when they're picking between two people, two men, it's a love triangle. Mm -hmm. When there's three, like, what do you call it? (laughs) <laughs> a triad a quadad yes like a quadrangle something <laughs> so my first book this evening is never ever getting back together and it's by sophie gonzalez and our main character's name is maya and Maya is called by her ex-boyfriend. His name is Jordy. And he asks her to take part in a second chance TV reality show. So what will happen is six of Jordy's exes are going to get together. And he's like, these are all ones that he feels might have got away. So he wants her to take part in it. And he's like all convincing. And Maya, it's been about two years that she's been trying to get over him. And she is really angry that he's even just thinks that she might take part. And so she decides after some hemming and hawing that she's going to take part 
And what she's going, what she wants to do is she's going to get her revenge. She's going to get him to the point where she reaches the end. And then when he says, asks her to marry him, she's going to be like, nope, not happening. So that's her determination. We meet all of the different girls. They each have kind of like their own, they're almost split into two groups. But the main one that we also get to learn about a lot about, other than Maya, is Sky. And Sky is the girl that Jordy cheated on Maya with. You learn very quickly that Sky didn't actually realize that Jordy had still been dating Maya. He had told her this whole story about how she had, he had split up with Maya a long time ago and that she was being like all possessive and all obsessive and like that she was like this crazy person. And so when we first meet Sky and we see her interacting with Jordy, he actually reminds her about how just so you know, you're going to be meeting one of um, a bunch of my exes. And one of them is, her name is Maya, and she's the one that I told you about that is all obsessed over me. And, like, she's just be really careful because she's crazy. And she's going to try and, like, trash me, and she's probably going to try and do things to you. She hasn't met Maya yet. She just hears this all from Jordy. And then she realizes that she has to be Maya's roommate. And that makes things very, very awkward. So when Maya and Sky first get introduced to each other, they're very much enemies. Um, Sky doesn't know what to do with Maya, and Maya is very resentful because she feels like Sky stole her boyfriend. Um, one thing about, like, one thing I guess I should say is one reason why I think Jordy was chosen to be like the highlight of this reality show is because his sister uh, married a prince of a minor European country and he's his, her little brother and like everyone loves him so like that's kind of why he's so popular and this book was very much like kind of like you were reading a bachelor almost is like kind of like the bachelor except that second chances um and as the story goes on Maya and Sky start to get to know each other and there starts to be sparks flying between them. And if you want to know what kind of sparks these are and what happens in the end, you're going to have to check out Never Ever Getting Back Together and it's by Sophie Gonzalez. This is a book that I've heard a lot of really good things about it and I actually think Stacy should read this. So my first pick tonight is a Jane Austen retelling. This is Recipe for Persuasion, Raja's Book Two by Sonali Dave. And I've talked about other books in this series before. This is a series of books. Each book is a different Jane Austen retelling. And it is the story of an Indian American family. So this is the second book. And it focuses on Ashna. She is the cousin of Trisha and Yash, who you will have met if you've read other books in this series. And Ashna is trying so, so hard to keep her family's restaurant afloat. It's like the one link she feels that she has to her father. Um, her father died several years ago, and this just devastated her. So she's trying to keep this restaurant afloat. It's failing, and she knows that something has to give. Like, she can't just keep it going indefinitely. So she, through this kind of circuitous route that I'm not going to go into fully here, she ends up agreeing to participate in a cooking show. Ashna is a chef and she comes to the show cooking with the stars. I think like, you know, dancing with the stars only for cooking. And she's paired with a celebrity. And this celebrity is Rico Silva. And this is 
the man whose heart Ashna broke years ago. So there's a lot of like deep feelings between these two. And Ashna is thinking, you know, out of all the people that it could have been, like, how did I end up being paired with him? Like, why did this happen? She, of course, like wants to find a way to back out, but, you know, she can't. And for his part, Rico, he's dealing with the end of his career. Um, He's an athlete and he suffered an injury. So now he's looking at, you know, not being able to play the sport that he loves. And he's trying to figure out what comes next for him. And the reader knows pretty quickly, like why he ended up on Cooking with the Stars. But Ashna doesn't know. And so you kind of watch them, you know, figuring out their relationship, but also trying to win this, you know, reality competition, each for their own reasons. As always, this was a delight from start to finish. Sonali Dave writes these complex stories with just enough of a nod to the original like Jane Austen work that you can you can know the story she's telling and you can see the themes of that book and how she wove them into this modern tale. So if you've never read this series, I highly recommend giving it a try. It starts with Pride, Prejudice, and Other Flavors, but this one, for the purposes of the reality TV episode, is Recipe for Persuasion, The Rajas, Book Two, by Sonali Dave. Yay! <laughs> I love this author. Yes, I do too. So my next book, it is one of my favorite books, and it came out not too... It came out not very recently. It came out a while ago. In fact, I was still in college when it came out, which that's actually getting a longer time ago every day, (laughs) believe it or not. So this was actually the nominee for Best Young Adult in Science Fiction Book of 2012. And this is The Selection by Kiera Cass. Yay! Yay. I love this series. (laughs) And... I absolutely adore this series. I mean, it is, oh my gosh. I remember reading the first book and it was only the first book out and I finished it like, no, no. Oh, and that ending of the first book was like. Oh, such a cliffhanger. Oh my gosh. I think this was the book that ultimately made me decide not to read books with cliffhangers until the subsequent books were released. So The Selection is about these 35 girls who are chosen to have the opportunity of a lifetime, which is to escape the life that has been laid out for them since birth and to be swept up in a world of glittering gowns and priceless jewels to live in the palace and compete for the heart of gorgeous Prince Maxon. But for America's singer, being selected is actually a nightmare. So all the other girls hear about this, but not America, because it means turning her secret love away, Aspen, who is a cast below hers. And it means leaving her home to enter a fierce competition for a crown she doesn't want and living in a palace that's constantly threatened by violent rebel attacks. And basically this world is based on caste systems where it's kind of like everybody's in a level and each level is based on what their family does. So the real, of course, you're not going to be surprised that America is level five, a musician. And of course I completely identify with that. And just like in the real world, in this world, being a musician is not a high caste at all. Although it is very necessary for the uh, world to revolve and no I'm, I'm not like on a soapbox it, it's really the truth about these books <laughs> so what happens well America gets chosen and then she meets Prince Maxon and gradually she starts to question all the plans she's made for herself and realizes that the life she 
always dreamed of may not compare to a future she never imagined. But there are 34 more girls and Maxon can choose any one of 35 girls who will be competing for his heart in various different ways, competitions, and the whole darn thing is on TV. This is kind of like The Bachelor in a dystopian world. And in this case, you're competing for a king. Yeah. But it is so... Like, I, you know, I, I've never watched The Bachelor, but I enjoyed this novel and this series so, so much. And believe it or not, you think you can predict it, but you're not going to because you really don't know where it's going. So if you want to know who wins Prince Maxon's heart, you have to read The Selection, The Selection Book One by Kiara Kass. And I just want to say I am really jealous of any of you listening that will pick up this novel because the whole series is out and you won't have to wait like I did. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. And it was so, so good. Well, my next book is called The Food Fight. And it's by Thea Lambert. So Charlie is a chef and she loses her job in a restaurant. So she gets her own food truck and it does very well. But she decides she needs to upgrade her equipment, her menus. So she joins this reality cooking show called Food Fight. Not knowing... (laughs) Not knowing that her nemesis, the bad boy of cooking shows, is Drew, and they're going to compete with each other. So the first round happens, and they're competing. Basically, she kicks his butt really badly. So he decides, well, I need the prize money, so I'll just try to romance her and throw her off her game well unfortunately as he's romancing her he starts falling in love with her and that this book has a lot of the challenges and stuff they go through and one thing that we don't know is that they had a past and he (laughs) hurt her really badly so she's getting revenge on him as well we don't know what the past thing was and you just have to read the book the rest of the book to find out that is food fight by thea lambert revenge romance reality tv enemies yes yes (laughs) yes. enemies to lovers (laughs) absolutely So my next book this evening is Small Game by Blair Braverman. And our main character's name is Mara. And Mara works for a like survivalist kind of company. So what they do is they plan like a survivalist kind of overnight adventure for some rich people. And they have to survive the night. So when we first join the book, we, we learn that Mara herself um, is kind of not too happy where she's at. Um, she, she really likes her job, but she's not very happy with her current love interest. And she's also not living in a place that she would like to live. Like her and her boyfriend at the time are living in a trailer in the middle of the woods and she's just not happy there. Um, So she gets contacted by a survivalist reality TV show called Civilization and they would like her to take part. So Mara's not really totally sure that she wants to take part because this just seems weird to her. But at the same time, it's, I think they win like a, $100,000, which could get her in a place that she could start all over and she could get out on her own and she could just get somewhere that she wants to be. 
we learned very quickly that her background and the way that she grew up really works for this show because her parents, as she grew up, they became like survivalist um, pepper slash doomsdayers almost. So she's quite aware of how to like survive in the wilderness and how to like collect her own food, like what kind of like what kind of plants you can eat, like what can you eat if you can't find any like animals to capture, um, how to make like rudimentary traps and all these things. So she decides that she's going to take part. So they pick her up and they blindfold her and they put her on a helicopter because they don't want her to know where she's going. And she's dropped off. Um, at this place it's like the northern wilds and she meets four other participants um so one her name is ashley and she just wants to be famous like that's all she really wants um we also meet a guy named james and i'm pretty sure he's a math teacher um and then we also meet this other guy they call Bullfrog, and I'm not quite <laughs> sure why they call him that. If I'm not incorrect, he's a former soldier. And then there's another guy, and he's, um, I think he's like a 19-year-old, or at least a young guy, who just thinks he's the expert on everything. <laughs> so when they first arrive in the wild, they're given, they're taken to a spot and shown a very a variety of different things. And they have to pick one thing. So what has happened is all of their stuff has been taken away. Like they can't have their cell phones. Um, they can't have anything except for what they are given. So what they pick. And so she chooses a knife. Like there's a knife that she feels will be very useful for a variety of things. So she picks the knife. And she go. They take her to the group, and when she gets to the group, I, I, I'm laughing because when she first gets there, Ashley's not there yet. So when she gets there, she looks and she sees that all three of the guys have some sort of blade. So like one guy has a machete. Um, another guy I think has a saw and another guy has some other, some other type of blade. So they get all set up. And then after that, um, Ashley shows up and I guess she was smart and she picked a pot. So at least they have something to boil water in. So within the first couple days, um, James decides this is not for him and he just doesn't want to do this. So he takes off and he goes back home. So now they're down to Mara and the three other um, people. And so they're figuring out stuff. They're setting up traps. They're um, going out and they're foraging. None of them, like one thing that they've quickly realized is that they need to figure out a way to make sure that they don't burn because all of them end up with a pretty nasty sunburn the first day. So they have to figure all that out and that, like what can they use in the forest to um, help them with that burn. Um, and then all of a sudden, all of the cameramen and everything, they just disappear. So Ooh. they're all alone. Oh, wow. And they're not sure if this is on purpose or if something happened. But all they know is they're like by themselves. So at first they're like, okay, well, they're obviously going to come back because they can't just leave us here. Um, and one thing I didn't mention is that they have to survive for like six weeks. So they believe that like at some oh, point they're going to come and get Jeez. them. I know way. <laughs> and like with nothing, like you have nothing except for like what you can find in the forest and like whatever the one tool or something that you picked from this group of stuff. So they're they're trying to survive and they quickly realize that they really need to find a way to get to civilization because this um, is not going to work just sitting around and waiting. One of them gets pretty badly injured 
Um, so they have to figure that out. And a lot of the story is about them, like figuring things out and um, trying to survive. And then also some relation, a relationship begins to kindle, but to begins to um, develop between Mara and Ashley and the kind of like the things that they go through in that. And if you want to know if they come back, if the cameramen and people come back or if they're left all alone, then you're going to have to check out Small Game by Blair Braverman. This looks really good. I will check it out. My next book is Rosaline Palmer Takes the Cake. Winner Bakes All, book one, by Alexis Hall. This was actually the first Alexis Hall book that I ever read. And it is, in case you couldn't guess, about Rosaline Palmer. And Rosaline Palmer is, to her parents, kind of a letdown. She dropped out of college to raise her daughter. Her house is falling apart. Her parents just had all these big dreams for her that she feels like she's not able to fulfill now. But she is an excellent baker. And so she decides that she's going to take a chance and join reality tv show for cooking i have all food books tonight and um so she does this and she figures you know if she wins this will open up a world of possibilities for herself and for her daughter and maybe maybe her parents will start to see her as like something other than a failure so Rosaline knows that the key to success is in following a recipe. Like you don't just go off and add ingredients here and there. Like you you have to be very precise about your cooking. She really believes this. And she figures that this is going to, you know, take her a long way. Like, yes, it's good to be creative, but not when it counts, she figures. So as soon as she gets to the show, she meets Alan. And Alan is this like suave guy who knows all the right things to say. Um, He's the kind of guy that like she instantly thinks, you know, if her parents could choose a guy for her, it would be Alan. And there's a part of her that is kind of attracted to him. Um, She feels like, you know, he's in a lot of ways, everything that she isn't. And she's a little embarrassed that she's struggling so much, like just that her life, you know, hasn't worked out the way she wanted it to. And so when she sees Alan, like he kind of makes her a little insecure, but also kind of curious about him. And then there's Harry. And Harry is just this super friendly guy. Um, He puts her at ease, like almost immediately. And she's not attracted to him per se, but she gets the idea that he might be attracted to her. So this is kind of a a conflict for her. And another notable thing about Rosaline is that she's bisexual. And this is something else that her parents like don't quite know what to do with. And so she's trying to figure out along with trying to win this competition, like what does it mean to be bisexual like what kind of role is her sexuality going to play in her life and should the fact that her parents like may or may not you know ever come to terms with this like what part does that play in any decisions that she makes about who her her future partner might be this book was just so so charming and it was fun but not in a way that made it feel fluffy alexis hall does a great job of using humor to tackle like some pretty deep topics. Um, There's always like some characters that will just make you laugh like from the start, but underneath some of their kind of like madcap things that they do, you sense that there's so much more like beneath the surface of all of these people. Rosaline is a phenomenal heroine 
And I thought that Alexis Hall did a great job of bringing her to life on the page. There's so much description of great baking in this book. So if you love cakes and cookies and trifles, um, this will be the perfect book for you. And of course, you have all of the tension that goes into a book about reality TV. So this is Rosaline Palmer Takes the Cake, Winner Bakes All, book one by Alexis Hall. And the second book in this series, which is Paris Dallincourt is about to crumble came out last fall I haven't read it yet but I really really want to I really like this author yeah I do too I have to read the second book too I haven't read it well my last book for tonight was recommended again by our dear Shannon and oh my god this book I think what did I read I read it in one sitting and it only took me like all night and the next day I was so tired and it was so worth it <laughs> and oh I just man and you know it has a there's a second book like that this author has that's in like the same universe and you can actually read them both kind of standalone like they have nothing to do with each other but even so like just hearing about this book's characters from another book um, just made me so happy and reminded me why I loved this book. And what book is this, you ask? Well, this is Sadie on a Plate by Amanda Elliott. And this book is about, well, you guessed it, Sadie, who is a rising star in the trendy Seattle restaurant scene. Her dream is to create a modern, mouth-watering, unique tradition, uh, unique take on traditional Jewish recipes. Which, guys, she is very specific about this stuff in this book, and I just, I want all those recipes. I want, I literally want somebody to make them for me so I can try them all out. <laughs> Except, what happens to Sadie? Well, she has a really public breakup with her boss, who is a famous chef. And so she is sure her career is over until she lands a coveted spot on her favorite show for the next season, Chef Supreme. Well, on the plane to New York, Sadie has sizzling chemistry with her seatmate, Luke, but she tells him that she won't be able to contact him for the next six weeks. They prolong their night with a spontaneous magical dinner before party ways, or so she thinks. When she turns up to the set to start filming Chef Supreme the next day, she finds out a shocking discovery about who Luke really is. And if Sadie wants to save her career by winning Chef Supreme, she's going to have to ignore the simmering heat between her and Luke. But how long can she do that before the pot boils over? (laughs) This is Sadie on a plate by Amanda Elliott. And I just... There's such amazing stuff in this book. Not just, you know, the reality TV contest is awesome. And it's awesome to read about all the things people have to do before the cameras actually turn on for quote unquote reality TV. Because this book really, really does illustrate that (laughs) so well. And also the, just the depth of all the characters uh, I really like the female friendships aspect of it and how it makes us question as women how we judge other women or how we take what other women do versus their intentions, which I really, really, really appreciated. I, I always like things that make our characters question themselves, open their minds up, grow and you see all of that in this book and i'll tell you i've been on tv competitions they really it is real that being on a competition like this that is so stressful and so um i don't want to say fake i just can't find a better word um so set up um so staged staged is the word i was looking for so staged it it really does happen in real life and i loved how this author portrayed it in this novel and of course i love books about food and chefs and restaurants so please if you are like me and you're a foodie you must pick up this novel sadie on a plate by amanda elliott 
Yes. I like her a lot. She was, um, I I interviewed her for this book when it first came out. And she's just so much fun to talk to. You know, Natalia has been talking about how we women judge each other and how sometimes we want to be up above someone because we think we're better. In this book by Joanna, Johanna Edwards is called The Next Big Thing. And the character is Kat Larson. Kat Larson is called fat or she's called beautiful or she's called plus size and she's called big beautiful woman most of them she hates she just hates those names and she decides I'm gonna change my life so she goes onto a dating site and she puts up a profile she doesn't put in there that she weighs as much as she does and she doesn't put her size in there she says she's a size four well she meets meets nick and he's handsome he's from britain and she really likes him but he thinks she's a size four so she decides to join this reality show called fat and fabulous And it says you're going to get prize money. You're going to lose some pounds. You can buy all these wonderful things to fit in. So she jumps at it and she applies and she gets accepted. And she's like, well, you know, I'll get prize money. I'll lose a few pounds. And then she goes shopping for all these slinky clothes she's going to wear. And she's like, then I can meet naked person. So the book follows her. Yeah, the book follows her all the way through. And it's going to be spoilerish, so I won't tell you anymore. But it is The Next Big Thing by Johanna Edwards. And I really enjoyed it, too, because it's kind of like the biggest loser. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was going to (laughs) ask. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it. And it's all women and, Uh, you know, and they can be, they're being hard on each other. So my last book this evening is The Charm Offensive, The Charm Offensive, book one, and it's by Allison Cochran. I'm pretty sure that's how you say her last name. I think that's right. Our main character's name is Dev, or at least one of our main characters. Um, And Dev loves fairy tales he has always been and he loves 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 like he loved watching disney movies he just he is in love with seeing people happy and seeing people find like their true love so it's no wonder that he his job is scripting perfect um love stories for people on his on like a reality tv show that he works for he's a producer and it's called ever after um it's very popular wherever he is and everything is going well and then they bring on charlie and charlie is very kind of socially awkward he's a tech guy um he's very very rich but he had something happen at work um that caused him some problems and he's been fired from his own company and he um has agreed to take part in this show in order to try and rebuild his image and so he goes on the show And it's, again, it's very much like The Bachelor. And he has to meet 20 different women. And on camera, he is so awkward. 
on. He has no idea how to talk to these women. And he has no idea like how to be kind of camera ready. He has no idea. So Dev's boss asks Dev to take Charlie under his wing and help reform his image and teach him how to be Prince Charming. Well, this is going to be really, really difficult because off camera, Charlie is very cold. He's very quiet. And like, he just has no idea how to interact with people. So Dev is kind of taking him under his wing, um, trying to help him out. And you, as you read the book, you're meeting the different women. So you get to see, you get to meet how like each of them kind of have their own little personalities. You get to see some really cute little relationships, like friendships that form between Charlie and some of the women. And you also get to see a relationship begin to develop between Dev and Charlie. And while this is going to cause some awkwardness, because as I said, Charlie is supposed to be Prince Charming, picking a one of from one of the 20 women that are on this show. And that really is all I can give you, because if I give you any more, I'm going to spoil it. But if you want to see if um, Charlie and Dev are able to kind of figure out a relationship, or if Charlie is able to finally become Prince Charming, then you will have to read The Charm Offensive, The Charm Offensive, book one by Alison Cochran. All right, so my last book tonight is Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. This was her debut novel. Um, Her second novel just came out a couple of months ago. Um, But this one is, again, another cooking show book. And this is about Delia Woodson. And Delia has just gotten divorced. And her divorce didn't really go well. She is on the verge of bankruptcy. And she really needs a new start. Delia is this like very happy, kind of sunshiny person. And even when things are hard for her, she just feels like it's always better to be optimistic. So she wins her spot on the show and she knows exactly what she's going to do to like make her first round really count. So she makes up these fish tacos and she goes to present them to the judge. And as she does, she trips and falls flat and fish tacos go everywhere. So this is like very horrible, right? This is not the start that Delia wanted on this show. She's mortified. Now, we also meet London Parker. London has just announced that they are non-binary. And they're ready to prove all kinds of haters wrong. Their father is just very, um, very binary in his thinking. He refuses to acknowledge the pronouns that London has chosen for themselves. And so she just, they really want to prove that, hey, you know, it's okay if you don't choose to identify as male or female like non-binary you know is is a valid choice they are also a very very talented cook and they kind of figure that one of the best ways to prove everyone wrong is to win this cooking show now their cooking station is right in front of dahlia's and so together these two are trying to ignore each other, but also really fascinated by one another. But they're so, so different in their approaches to life, to cooking, to dealing with the world at large. 
like I said, Dahlia is this very like happy, sunshiny person. She's very bubbly, very friendly, where London is more reserved. It takes a lot to get them to kind of let their guard down. But slowly, 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 Dahlia begins to kind of worm her way into their heart. They start spending time together. They have all these like very awesome kind of ridiculous adventures. And when I say ridiculous, I mean it in the very best way, like the the perfect sort of hijinks for a book like this. And Delia starts to kind of re-examine, you know, her own thoughts about who she is as a person, what her worth is. And for their part, London is also doing some soul searching. This is a romance, but it also is a book about self-discovery and really learning to hang on to what you know you're worth in spite of what the people around you may say. Similarly to um, the, like some of the other books we've talked about, there's some deep stuff here, but it's handled with so much grace. And it's just, it, it makes this book so fun, even though some of the subject matter is is very serious. This is Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. And if you haven't read it, I highly, highly recommend it. All right. So that is all we have for you tonight. Thank you so much to Brooke, Melissa, and Natalia for joining me this evening. As always, thanks goes out to Christine for all of her editing. And of course, we thank all of you so much for joining us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.